0: It is Valentine's day. Welcome to Zenergy, the interactive podcast providing resources for building a better life. I am Zena Shea. I'm your conduit, your coach, and your catalyst to that better life. A conduit provides a connection, a catalyst sparks change and a coach draws out hidden potential in a subject. So it is Valentine's day. So we're going to be talking about connection today and the connection actually that I have today is with one of my Facebook friends. And his name is Raymond Tibbs. So say hi to the people.
1: Hey, how everybody doing out there today? Happy Valentine's okay. Day to everyone.
0: All right. All right. So I am, if we have any comments, you know, it should uh, show up on the screen. So we will see how things go. But So I asked you if you wanted to come on today on Valentine's Day and talk about relationships. And um, what was your first thought when I asked you that question.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, so I just told everybody that you're my Facebook friend, but I gotta actually be a little more descriptive than that because we are both in a singles group on Facebook and um, you know, what do you think about singles groups? Just in general, what do you think?
1: I think it's a great way to meet people. I mean, if they're serious. You know, I think it's a great way. You have people that are really um, busy and really can't go out and meet people the traditional way. So yeah, I think that's a great way to do it. Everybody's on social media anyway, so why not?
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, everybody is on social media. You know, I remember when I first got on social media and people were like, I don't want to meet anybody on Facebook. I mean, they could be weird. And I was like, The same people are on Facebook that are out in the world. It's like not a different group of people. So, um, yeah, but I thought that was really weird. It's like, it's the same group of people. It's the same group of people that you meet anywhere else in church. It's not a different group of people. So I always thought it was kind of weird when people said that, you know.
1: I agree. I fully (laughs) agree. Fully agree.
0: And we actually met because I think there was some post that somebody put up for guys to put their pictures out there and you put this picture out there and i was like "Ooh!" (laughs) and i sent you a dm and i was like what did i say i said something like damn you you know that was a Mm -hmm. hell of a picture that was a hell of a picture Mm -hmm. that's what i put Mm -hmm.
1: absolutely yeah that's exactly what you wrote Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah and then i responded to you and uh we were it was uh we were chatting back and forth and then you went ahead and you uh like I said, you you knew you had me when you put your voice up. So you sent me a voice message through the through the messenger, and I was like, damn. I'm like, wait, hold on. Let me give you my number real quick. <laughs> so that voice was it, oof, that voice caught me. You knew it too.
0: Well, I mean, you know, when I sent you that message, when I said, damn, that was a hell of a picture, I didn't actually expect you to respond. You know, I really didn't. I sent it like I think it was like 1146 at night and you responded like you responded like an hour later, a little bit less than an hour later. And I was like, oh, he actually responded. And you were like, um,
1: yeah, I'm definitely I'm like one said, of those I guys. Think,
0: thank you. I think I think that's a yeah. thank you. I think uh, uh-huh. I think that was a compliment. And I was like, yeah, it was definitely a compliment. And um, and then, yeah. And then I sent you a voice message and you you sent me your number and I was like, hmm. And so we actually chatted that night on, we talked, you know, I called you on your number. Yeah. We, yeah. We talked that night for like five or six hours
1: that yeah, we did.
0: And I was like, wow. I was like, Oh gosh, he's intelligent. He's handsome. And he's in
1: New York. What the hell,
0: you know, this is crazy.
1: Yeah. We say that all the time. That's like God's joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And I was like, man, you know, this guy is so cool. And then we like talked like every day after that mm-hmm. for the longest time for like months. And then, you know, we kind of we had to get back to our normal lives. And so we didn't talk for a while. And then we got kind of got back. So that was like July, like the 11th. I think I looked at mm-hmm. Messenger. And so now this is February 14th and we okay. still talk all the mm-hmm. time
1: hmm yeah. all the time yes ma'am
0: yeah and and we both had this conversation like um uh, I don't believe in long-distance relationships nope. you know not
1: at all not at all not at all yeah we both said the same thing
0: yeah but but we were like but you're cool I still want to talk to you I still want to hang <laughs> out with you, you know, I would love to meet you one day
1: well you I'll know? be out in Texas soon enough I will definitely be out there soon enough I got family and opportunities out there so we definitely will link up
0: yeah i'm looking forward to that so i know that there are a lot of people on facebook that they have similar stories in terms of like they see somebody in a group and that person's all the way across the country and some people try the long distance relationships have you ever tried it
1: uh no not really i mean you know there are people that you're attracted to physically and you know you might get a chance to speak to them, and you know that distance is tough you know I'm a hands-on type of guy like I'm a touchy-feely type of guy so you know the fact that I can't touch you or feel you or whatever you know whenever I would want to that would become kind of frustrating for me so yeah I try not to jump into that too often you know I try not to even get into really engaging conversation with people outside of New York you know, unless they're, like, two hours away or something like that, then I'm like, ah, maybe I can make that trek. But with work and, you know, the work schedule and just everyday life, is like it just really makes it hard. You know, you have to really be disciplined for something like that. Like, that's something that you really have to be dedicated to in regards to communication, in regards to just, you know, just reaching out. And, um, you know, I guess for me at this stage with my work schedule and then, you know, with me doing what I do with my children and everything, like, I, I'm just not there. So,
0: yeah, I, you know, I did it. I tried once and it was with somebody that I dated for six months here and then he moved and he still was in Texas, but he was hours away. And the first time, like, in a sense, he stood me up like he was supposed to come to Houston and didn't come and didn't call, didn't like let me know he wasn't coming. I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm not (laughs) because there was too much buildup. It was like we hadn't seen each other in like a month. And then he was supposed to be there, and didn't happen. And I didn't hear from him till like a few days later. I was like, "Nah, this is not my style.
1: I can't." Yeah, I can't it's it. tough. It's I'm really, really it. tough. It takes it did, It takes a lot of discipline. You know, I re, I really applaud those that try it, and I applaud those that have succeeded. You know, but I, you know, if I'm feeling somebody, and if they're if it's a long distance thing, eventually I'm going to have to shorten the distance. And then now it takes a lot of, and now it's to the point, once you get to that point, now it's compromise. You know, like, okay, if you're making a certain amount of money here, but you go there, you know, are you going to make the same amount of money? Will this person, you know, weather? you know, like there's a lot of variables that go behind it. You know what I mean? You should know about yeah. the weather. <laughs> I know. We were talking
0: about that last night. You were like, yeah, uh, we OK, I heard you got a cold snap coming. So let's see if you can hang with New York weather. And I'm going to be honest. I've been in my house. I haven't even wanted to go outside because <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just I was outside yesterday. I told you I was outside yesterday. It was like 40 degrees. And I'm mm. thinking, oh, it's too damn cold. It's too cold. It's and
1: it's 40 cold. and you're, and that's 40 and 40 in New York is like, OK, this is it's, it's like a nice day.
0: <laughs> I can't Forty even, degrees is nice. We're supposed to be seventeen degrees tomorrow, and I can't even wrap my head around that number. So, yeah, and
1: that's what we're accustomed to up here.
0: Mm, so it's like, man, man, I like you, but I don't know, I don't know if I can
1: deal with it <laughs> <tomorrow>. <laughs> Hey, I'm not even mad at you. I'm not even mad at you. It takes a certain type of blood to make it out here in the city, so I fully understand.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. So. You know, one of the I put this whole list together. I showed you the list like when I did the Facebook post of like all the stuff that we could talk about. And, and so one of the things that I have put on the list was friends with benefits. You know, mm-hmm. that's something that comes up in Facebook groups a lot. And people are. I find that it's like in a sense controversial, like there are people who don't even believe it exists like they think that people are are making this up, like nobody does this. And there are people who think it's like normal and everybody does it. And then there are people that are like, oh, that's so immoral. And then there are people like, it's so practical. So it's like, you have this wide gamut of like responses to it, you know? And do you think that there's a divide between men and women on this topic? Do you think that one gender is more accepting of it than others?
1: I think it's based on I think it's based on perception and perspective. Mm-hmm. I think you have a lot of and I've met women that have approached me with it. Um because like you said, of the practicality, you know, they might they might have gotten out of a long term relationship that kind of ended badly or whatever, but they also realize that at the end of the day they still want some sort of human interaction, even if it's not a committed one. So I guess it's, like I said, it's based upon perspective and perception. Um, is it a good thing or a bad thing? Depends mm-hmm. on how you look at it. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a quick fix to an itch. <laughs> if, if, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I, I, me personally, I don't see anything wrong with it as long as the two people are responsible. Mm. And when they walk into it, they're fully aware that the commitment isn't there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if they find someone and they're like, hey, you know, I'm in a relationship now, this can't go on, you know, that the other person understands, hey, you know, I knew what I got into before anything. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's all about perspective and and perception.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you on that. I think that it's, it's, you're right about perception, but I think it's about communication also. And... I think you have to know yourself. You have to know yourself because there are some people who think they can do it, guys and women, and they can't. You know, as soon mm-hmm. as that intimacy happens, then the feelings come. So mm-hmm. you have to be that kind of person that can compartmentalize and say, OK, this part of my life is just practical. This is a practical thing that I'm doing. I, I, I have my rules about how I'm going to do this. Cause I think mm-hmm. you have to have rules. You have to have rules. There's no way to do it without rules. And then, you know, I'm going to keep this separate from my goals for a relationship or my desires for a relationship is, is a totally separate thing. Mm-hmm. You know? And if you're not the person that can do that, then it's it's not something you should mess with because you will get hurt.
1: Yeah, it's- absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And what they tend to do is they tend to, to merge the feelings. So they'll go ahead and they'll be dealing with this person sexually. But and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, we should go and we should hang out. You know, we should totally go out and we should do something. And you're like, okay, that's not part of the rules. You know, that's not what it's supposed to be. Like, you know, you call me when you're ready. I'll call you when I'm ready. And then that's what we do. But now all of a sudden you're calling me up at two o'clock in the afternoon talking about, hey, you know, let's go to the movies or something. And I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. But you know, once you get to that area, it, it becomes really, really gray. You know, and then and then the you know, then the, the feeling starts to, you know, toss, you know, it starts to sway and then you basically, you know, leaving the script, I guess, from that perspective. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that like any agreement, you have to revisit it. You know, there may be uh FWB relationships where the person can deal with that. Um, They can hang out with the person and not get the feelings. And there are others people that are like, no, it's got to be like you just said. You call me. I call you. If we're not doing the deed, don't call me. You know, Absolutely. so so everyone is different, you know, and they have to they have to deal with what they have to deal with. They have to decide their rules. Um so I mean it's it's an interesting thing. Do mm-hmm. you do you think that dating is different now? Well, we can talk about dating during COVID, but just like since you, you know, you and I have both been married, we got divorced. Um mm-hmm. do you feel like dating is very different now than it was before you got married years ago?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um well social media is it's a really big component because now you you have access to millions of people at your fingertips so meeting people is a lot easier and it takes a lot less courage now than it did back then like it took for us as men it took us as you know I mean you got some guys that really didn't care but you know it it took us some courage to walk up to a woman and be like hey what's your name or hey how you doing with that you know that possibility of being rejected Mm. you know Um, physical rejection and, 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 and social media rejection to totally, you know, two totally different things, in my opinion. Um, now you have the, like, you have the, like I said, you can just go ahead and, and, you know, now you have to strengthen numbers so you can go ahead and you can literally go and you can say, and you can shoot the shot with 20 different women at one time.
0: Mm.
1: And at this point, it's like, okay, which one which one will say hello first whereas back in the day you didn't have that um and then secondly um like you said with this covid situation or whatever, it really makes it tough because now everything is damn near virtual like yeah people are really afraid to really go out and just really hang out or whatever you know for the sake of not catching this thing we don't really know what's going on with it or whatever. So, you know, going to a restaurant right now is kind of taboo to when next time. People are still doing it. You know, those that are just not really, I'm not going to say they don't care about it, but, you know, they're, they're not going to let this thing stop their life and stop them from, you know, from, you know, regular human social interaction. But it definitely took a toll on it. You know, I've met women that feel like, oh, no, I just can't at all, but, you know, I'll video call you every day mm. you know you'll you know we'll have virtual dates i guess quote unquote so a virtual yeah, date okay yeah exactly so yeah so i mean yeah have they you had were, a
0: virtual date
1: i've had a couple yeah they went ahead and they made they put the little candle light and everything like that i thought it was <laughs> really cute i think they, they and they put a lot of effort in it Wow. I think, I think that's what's like that was the really interesting and I and I guess the, the best part, they really they made their meal, they cooked it. Mm-hmm. And uh it was yeah, it was really cool. It was it, it it was really cool. It was different. It was really, really different. I'm used to sitting across to some from someone and engaging in conversation, really being able to look at them and their mannerisms and everything. And you know, now you're doing it through a computer screen and it's like, jeez, kind of crazy.
0: See for yeah. me. I can't even imagine that because my whole reason for going on a date is to feel the person's vibe and to feel how comfortable do I feel in your presence, you know, and things that you can't tell over the phone or through a video chat. Like I can't tell whether you smell or how you smell because smell is to me a powerful aphrodisiac, you know, is, I mean, a good smelling man, mm, you know, that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. So stuff like that. Um, if he reaches out and takes my hand, is he, is he really rough with it? Or is he smooth with it? You know, how does he move? How does he, just the whole, the whole presentation of him as a man. Um, okay. I'm not going to get that virtually. Um, so I, I would have no desire really to do that. Right. Um, in fact, even pre COVID when people would be like, let's video chat, I'll be like, let's meet. I mean, we can go to Starbucks. It doesn't have to be, you know, it could be, a, you know, a $5 date, you know, just because I, I, to me, me video chatting with you doesn't tell me anything that I can't get from a phone call. You know, it just tells me that you are you. You're not catfishing. That's <laughs> not all it tells me.
1: Yeah, uh, so. I understand that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I believe in in social interaction. I think social media kind of took that away from us and it's easier to, 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 to text and, and some people don't even like video calling. Like they're not, not at all. Like if you try, they'll be like, no, that's not what I want to do. You yeah. know? So so social media kind of, you know, kind of hit us behind the screen about, and hit us behind the telephone. And it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily require us to interact humanly anymore. No physical interaction is necessary. And I think in order for you to find any type of connection or anything, it has to be some sort of human physical interaction in order for it to work. But now again with social media and now you throw on COVID, you know, the introverts are loving it. You know? The introverts. Are- <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, the introvert, I'm not loving it. <laughs> the introverts are losing their minds right now. They're like, yes, it's our time, you know? Yeah, so, I know. i am
0: in a couple of introvert groups and they are saying stuff like that, but not I'm the kind of introvert where when I'm ready to go out, I'm ready to go out when i'm ready right. to socialize i'm ready to socialize now i i need my time away from people i need that i must have that because after a while i don't you know it's like i get too much people stuff i can't deal with the people stuff you know i got to get okay. away from people but um the idea of not being able to interact with people i'm not that kind of introvert where that doesn't bother me i'm i'm, I'm i don't know i'm maybe somewhere in the middle on the introvert you know
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. I mean, I don't know. I guess that's it's kind of hard. I, I'm both, I guess. I there are times when I just want to be alone, secluded, you know, an occasional phone call or two. And then I guess I and then there are times when I just really need to be out. And I you I do need to be around people and I want to be around people, you know. So I'm kind of I guess I'm somewhat in the middle when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to dating, ah, she has to be in front of me. Like she has to be in front of me like I should be able to grab something, you know, put put my hands on something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, dating now and dating from before I got married, yeah, cuz I mean I'm at my, you know, I'm at my extra on the 2 train on the platform. You know? Now you have people that are meeting on Tinder, yeah. <laughs> you know, and Facebook dating, and it's like two totally different worlds.
0: Yeah, I've shoot. When I first got divorced, I tried like seven different dating apps, and uh, uh I got off of all of them. I'm still on Facebook dating, but I I just I did basically deleted all my other profiles cause I just was like, uh, you know, and I only get on Facebook dating very rarely. Cause I, I learned that number one for me, internet dating was not a good thing because it seemed like it brought out the worst in the people that I encountered. They seemed to, you know, you mentioned already that idea that I can just hit 20 women and let's see who was the first to respond. Well, to me, on the dating sites, it went to a whole different level. It was almost like the guys that were responding were like, oh, you know, my inbox is going to be full later on. So, what are you offering? That very direct, um, mm. I'm not even going to bother with you unless you're pitching me something that is interesting to me. What and, is that uh, yeah, that it I was prepared for, I, I was not <laughs> ready.
1: Yeah, well, it evens the playing be. field. Yeah, it definitely evens the playing field to an extent, especially if he's a uh, considered uh, universally attractive. You know, you have, you know, people that are just personally, like, like, you're attracted to that particular person, but when you press the next to you, look at you like, what the hell are you seeing in him? You know, yeah. then you got that universal appeal, you know, like the Beyonce's and the Rihanna's and you know, whatever man is, you, you know, has a universal appeal. So it kind of evens, it kind of like it levels the playing field because back in the day, you know, the women have the advantage, mm-hmm. you know, you know, they, um, I was told the woman, like a woman can have who she wants. A man can only have, how was it? A, a man can only have.
0: Who wants him.
1: Yeah. Something similar, something similar to it. It's, mm-hmm. it's It was stated another way, but now mm-hmm. we kind of like evens the playing field to an extent you know especially if he's looks a certain way and he acts a certain way online you that he, it could be a total facade it could be a, it could be a total mistruth at that point but yeah. what he what he brings forth to the table in regards to his online presence you know he can have 20 30 women hitting him up at the same time and now he's now he has to pick up the litter whereas back in the day that was all women it was yeah. all women
0: it's, it's an interesting thing. You know, I, like I said, I, I kind of saw in a sense of the worst in it. So I, after a while, I saw that it was making me jaded and, and very critical. And I was like, this is not for me because um, it's bringing out the worst in me. It's it's making me um, negative, have a negative attitude about dating. And I was like, mm-hmm. so I need to get away from this. And so i you know, I I deleted basically all my profiles and I stayed on Facebook dating just because it was right there with Facebook. And it was something I didn't check from, you know, very often or deal with, but just, I guess, cause I didn't want to give up completely, you know, <laughs> it kind of felt like here's a compromise. I'm not going to give up completely. And then right. I went to Facebook dating groups and singles groups, which was kind of interesting because there you get to see people's profiles see what they pose, see what they comment, you get a better feel for who the person is. Um, And so that kind of also to me was a way, and I know a lot of them have, I've went to a couple of uh, meet and greets Mm -hmm. with some of the singles groups, uh, which were interesting, it was interesting. Um, I haven't been to one in a very long time, You know, even though some of the groups are still having them um, because I've been busy with the podcast and doing different things, but yeah. So
1: it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it works for some. It definitely works for some. I've seen people in them dating groups and now they're married and, you know, living happily ever after. And then you have those that have been there since the inception of the group and they're still talking the same thing, how they are trying to find love. So, you know, I guess it's what you put into it is what you get out of it.
0: That's true. You know... There were several. I used to be in a lot more Facebook dating groups, but I left several because there was a lot of bitterness and negativity. Um, And I didn't want to be in a group that was constantly men attacking women, women attacking men. I was like, oh, this is not, you know, mm -mm, not for me.
1: At the end end of the day, we're still human. That that man versus woman conversation will be uh, forever. Mm. You know, uh, men base it upon their experiences, women base it upon theirs, and um, it's not all good all the time. And you have some men that are, you know, they've had a couple of bad apples and they think the whole bunch is messed up and vice versa, you know. So, yeah, there are, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion is all based on how it's expressed, you know. Not all women are bad. Not all men are bad, you know. And 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 I'm speaking in regards to black men. Black men, because that's the only race I can really identify with. And I've heard so many negatives about black men in regards to the treatment of black women that is not even funny.
0: Mm.
1: You know, yeah. and a lot of that stuff is, and a lot of that stuff is pushed in the group. You know, when you have certain questions that are, you know, that are put out there. um, To me, some of the questions are kind of redundant to Mm. an extent because it doesn't necessarily reflect what they're on this, you know, in the group for. You're in the group to find somebody. Right. You know what I mean? So certain things are just, just, you know, some of the questions and and, and some is just redundant to me. It doesn't necessarily go with the criteria of the group.
0: I, I so. agree with you on that, I agree with you on that. Um, I remember I, this was years ago, probably like four years ago, um, I was actually on a date and it was a meet and greet. We were at Starbucks and um, this guy's black guy, of course I just date black guys, I don't deal with any other race, so. And he said- um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about that in a minute. I, yeah, well, to, I'll go back to him in a minute. But when I was in college, I went out with one white guy and it was nothing wrong with it, whatever. But I realized after I had kids and after I had been married to a black man and it didn't work the first time, I said, you know what? I feel as a black woman with children, with black sons, it's my duty to show an example of black love that works. And when I got married again and, um, you know, the one thing that my ex-husband and I did really well was we parented our children. We loved our children. We worked together as a team. And I felt like, you know, if I did one thing right, I did that right. right. You know, I always felt like whatever happens in the future, I always wanna be able to bring whoever my my sons meet that I'm dating or whatever. Mm-hmm. That person has to be of a certain caliber, you know, in terms of he's got to be intelligent, he's got to be, he's got to have things going for him, he's got to be ambitious, he's got it. There's a certain standard because I want my sons to say, okay, there are black men out here who are, um, worthy and you know, re, you know, reliable, responsible, you know, honorable, these kind of things. And so, even if that dating relationship doesn't work. You know, the one thing that I, I feel good about is that the people that I brought around my kids, um, even though they're grown now, um, I felt like they learned something from them. They saw a good example of manhood because I, I always wanted, you know, to me, young people need, innocence role models. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was one thing, you know, when I look at when I look at you. Right one of the things that I'm saying to myself is, is this a person that I would be proud to bring around my sons? Mm-hmm. And of course, with you you know, the answer is unequivocally, hell yes, you know? So, uh, yeah, you know, so that's something that um, I've always thought of and it always wanted to be around black men, but going back to this date, so we we're on this date and, uh, you know, we're talking about interracial dating for some reason. And I said, no, I don't, I don't do that. And and he goes, he goes, Well, you know, I'm I'm here with you and I'm having a great time. I don't think that we're really compatible because we just had a lot of differences. He was like, but I've been really tempted to give up on black women because I've never really felt supported by one. And that Mm. just kind of just I was like, oh my God, what are you kidding Mm. me? And it hurt my heart so much. This man was like 40-something years old. Wow. Anyway, I've never felt supported by a Black women. I've always felt like all they do is look at us and see the worst in us and criticize us and say that we're not about anything and all this. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, what can I do not, you know, in terms of, we're not going to be dating, but what can I do to try to make <laughs> you feel supporting? I don't take, want take. you to leave you
1: feeling like that. You're looking to take on the responsibility of every black woman on the planet <laughs> to make sure that he's okay. okay.
0: So bad.
1: And nah. I wrote
0: a poem called an ode to a black man that night. And I posted it on Facebook and I, I posted an apology. And I said, just in case there's another Black man out there who's never felt supported by Black women, I want to say, I love you. I feel that you're beautiful. I feel that you're, you've are you been through a lot. You go through a lot. I wouldn't be want to be in your shoes. I'm a Black woman. We get it enough. But I feel like
1: Black men get it even worse. We get it tough. I mean, we, you know... What I'll say is this. As Black men to our black women, we are held to a higher standard. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And in regards to him feeling, and I do have to take anything away from him because if that's how he feels, that's how he feels. Um, I've dealt with black women virtually my whole life. Um, it was nothing but support. Hmm. We might not have made it as a couple we might not have made it as you know we might have we might not have made it romantically but it was the support was always there the friendship the um the camaraderie the communication it was there even even if it was negative at times but you're going to go through that through any relationship it doesn't matter what the relationship you're going to go through bad times um he just met the wrong people He just met the wrong person. Yeah, You know, I love my Black women. I do. I adore them. They go through a lot from us, professionally. Like, they, you know, y'all go through a whole lot. And the support should come from both, you know, from both, from both ends, you know. But there has to be a mutual respect there as well. Yeah. And I feel that if the respect isn't there from the beginning, then, you know, it's doomed for failure anyway, yeah. no matter what to situation, you know, no matter how you get it, you have people that walk into situations coming from a bad situation and they haven't even had the opportunity to truly heal.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: They, you know, they they haven't had the opportunity to really go and, and really deal with the stuff that they're dealing with. So when you walk into them type of situations, you're not even at 100%. Yeah. You're not at 100%. So when you have that type of situation or whatever, you know, he met, you know, he met people and they weren't supportive. You know, the first thing he needs to figure out is what type of support is he looking for? mm. He needs to figure out out what it is that he's looking for from a woman, period, in order for him to truly move on. Mm. And like I said, I'm not trying to, you know, downplay what he's been through or anything like that, because that would be kind of wrong of me. But if every woman that he's met and he's in his 40s and he felt that he hasn't been supported, like, you know, perhaps at that point you might want to look in the mirror. Mm. And try to figure out exactly what type of woman are you attracting that has you to the point where every woman you've met aren't, you know, they're not support, nah, You know, that goes both ways. Mm. That goes both ways. I believe the universe puts forth what you put out. Mm. Yeah. You know, so. I love my black women, you know, good, bad or indifferent. The respect is always there. You know, for the black woman. Um, I cherish them. I truly do. I cherish the black woman or there because like I said, that's like we've been through a lot, so have they. Yeah. You know, so have they. Y'all have y'all have been put through the ringer too. And the sad part is we put you through the ringer as well. As black men. But it goes both ways. Black women have you know, I've been in situations where I've been cheated on and I've been you know, verbally abused, one tried to physically abuse me, you know, try to throw up her hands and whatnot, you know, to get, you know, swing with the boy, but, you know, you got good and bad in everything. You know what I mean? And if you feel to yourself that you have to leave to find what you're looking for, then so be it. You know what I mean? Do what you got to do. Me personally, if she can't use my comb, I can't bring her home. It is what it is. It is what it is. You know what I mean? And I have no issue with with, with any race of woman. Yeah. You know, if God brought forth a French-German chick with blue eyes and I fell in love with it, then what can I do? Yeah. You know? But um, I don't expect that to happen. You know, that's not my preference. So, you know, it, it just depends. But you know, like I said, what you put forth out in the universe, but it comes back to you, and that's when you have to look in the mirror.
0: I agree with you on that, and and you know, you know, I've come to you with like some of my struggles and things like that, and you have been super supportive of me on everything, giving me. I'm great super
1: support. proud of you. I am super proud of you. From from the time we spoke to where you are right now, I tell you all the time, I am so proud of you. I am super proud of you, and I'm I'm definitely blessed to know you. You know what I mean? I think you're an amazing woman. You're an amazing person. I love your drive. I love your you know your perseverance and your willingness to learn. Mm-hmm. When you when you when you first got into this podcast game, I remember you talking about it. I'm like, go, get her done. Just do it. You remember? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like your biggest advocate. Like, don't even think about it. Just get out there and just get your name out there, you know, and do what you need to do. And now look at you now. You're amazing. You're definitely a role model for those that are out there. For those that are out there listening, for real, if this is something that you want to do, if this is something that you really want to get into with the communication and the podcasting, I'm telling you, she's the girl to talk to because I'm telling you, I was there from the very beginning when she first started.
0: Yeah, you were there when I signed up for the class, and I was telling you my peers.
1: Yeah, man, yeah, I remember, I remember all of that. Yeah,
0: you were there from the beginning, so you, you know, every time I got nervous, scared, you, yeah, you were like, "What is this? You got this." I'm Mm -hmm. like, I can hear your voice in my head. You got this. You got Mm
1: -hmm. this. Absolutely, absolutely. That was the PG. That, you're telling the PG 13 version right now. <laughs> yeah, you're telling the PG version right now. But yeah, you, you definitely. I mean, your growth has been amazing, and it's been amazing to watch. You know, and again, I want to thank you for even having me on your show. I've been trying to get on your show for a minute now. <laughs> you know, you know, you will wait. You will wait till Valentine's Day to put me on. But okay. Man love you. Hey, let the whole world know I'm single. That's okay.
0: <laughs> hey, if you lived in Houston, you wouldn't be single, but oh uh, well, what can, we do? <laughs> what can we do? You know what I mean? I hear you. Just be friends, you know? Yeah, but I mean, um, you know, when I look at our relationship, it gives me a lot of hope for a lot of things because I look at, you know, you have a person that comes in your life, they're not gonna in a sense get anything from you but communication, but they put mm-hmm. their time, their energy, their effort into making you a better person and encouraging you, lifting you up, you know, just whenever you whenever you get away from who you're supposed to be. They shine that light on, look, 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 let me show you a mirror. This is who you are. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's a beautiful thing, you know, and, and um, I feel grateful because I know that having, you know, you were talking about healing a little while ago, you know, there are people that come into your life and they help you heal and they help you move forward. And then there, there's work that you have to do on yourself. You know, you Mm -hmm. have to take complete responsibility for yourself and say, okay, I may not be to blame for everything that happened to me, but I am responsible to fix the damage of whatever has happened so that Mm -hmm. I don't take it out on the next person. I don't take it out on my children. I'm not a negative, you know, influence on anybody. So I have to do whatever the work is, you know, whether that's Mm -hmm. books, going to counseling, journaling. You know, going to church for some people, you know, whatever, whatever the the, the journey is, you know, getting synergized your life volume one, you know, whatever the journey is, you're responsible for that. And, and, you know, I definitely am an advocate for healing and for just really trying to figure out the kind of person you want to be and then taking the first steps to get to that point, you know, whatever the step is in front of you, you know, so. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited that, you know, we are here talking about all these things. And then also just, just for whatever is going to happen in the future. Now, speaking of like relationships and all of that, you know, to me, it's kind of crazy in 2021 that it seems like abstinence is something that keeps popping up on these Facebook media feeds. Um, What do you think about that? These single people that decide now they may have been in relationships, married, whatever, and now they're like, I'm abstinent till I get married.
1: Ooh, abstinence. Ooh, the new virgin, huh? (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Peace. if that's what you feel that you need to do to move on, if that's what you feel that's necessary, um, for the betterment of you, um, you know, if you feel deprivation is the way to go, then it is what it is. Um, I don't knock nobody for it. Um, everybody's journey is different. Yeah. You know, everybody has their different journey. Um, I think that if that's something that you feel to yourself, that's necessary for you to be in a in a healthy space mentally, then that's what you do. Um, and who am I or anyone else to tell them anything different? Right. Um, do I think it's absolutely necessary? I don't know hmm. I really can't I really can't this is this is a tough question, and you know we've spoke about this a couple of times, yeah, um, and you know like you know my potty mouth, you know how you know how I feel <laughs> um but I mean, you know you the reasoning. Behind it, like I said, it's all all inner, it's all innate. Um, And if they feel to themselves that, now I'm not saying go out there and be a hoe, you know, and go out there and sleep with everybody, but, you know, do I believe that it's necessary, absolutely necessary to go a long period of time without? No. I don't think that's necessary at all. I don't think that's going to change... I don't think that's going to change your mindset.
0: Mm.
1: You know, you are who you are. I think you're not sleeping with people, you know, or not, you know, um, engaging in sexual activity. I don't think it's going to change your mindset. I mean, maybe it does, but I, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't think you depriving yourself from what God intended. Um... Is going to change your outlook in regards to relationship, or will it? Even going to change your approach? Um, I'm I, I might have a whole bunch of haters after this one, but I don't think it's necessary at all. I'm not saying going out, go out there and be, you know, absolutely promiscuous at this point. But I mean, for you to deprive yourself of something that, you know, that's human. You know what I mean? It's a human act and people put a lot of emphasis into it or whatever. You know, is is it it supposed to be, you know, with somebody you care about or whatever? Yeah. Idealistically, that Mm -hmm. would be an ideal scenario. You know, you fall in love with somebody and that's the only person that you've been with and that's it.
0: Well, you know as you said and i think you said it perfectly i think everybody's journey is different i think every single person has the right to choose what they do with it you know with he or she has the right to choose what what is done with their body and nobody has to get anybody's permission for that um but i will say you know as a person who grew up as a teenager decided to stay Abstinent till I graduated college, almost. I think I was like two months away from graduation before I had sex for the first time. Um, speaking from that perspective, it's one of the few regrets that I have in my life. I feel, had I had more experience, you know, because going through college, going through high school, and not having sexual relationships, what it did was it narrowed my experience with men to the men who would put up with that. Um and because of that, it made me naive. All right. This is my personal experience. Mm-hmm. I was naive. I did not know I, I did not know how to gauge a man and gauge his personality and all of the things that you really need to look at. Um, and then when I began to have sex, it 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 was such a novel thing for me that it did impact my judgment. But um, I think had I not had that experience, I would have had, I would have made very different decisions. I don't regret, you know, my children or any of the things that, that happened. And the fact that, you know, I was married to the man that I had, you know, children with, but, um, and I didn't have sex till I was engaged, you know, but people who, kind of advocate it. They advocate it as if there's no cost to it, that that it's all upside. It's all upside. You're abstinent and Mm -hmm. everything's a positive. Mm -hmm. No, there's a cost to any decision. Having sex has costs and risks and being abstinent has costs and risks. Mm -hmm. One of the costs and risks is that you have a limited time on this earth and there's no guarantee that you're going to meet Mr. Right or Miss Right. You know, there's no guarantee that when you meet them, that everything is going to function exactly the way you want it to function. You know, one of the things that I regretted is when I got married, um, there was a lot of erectile dysfunction in my marriage. And I had to deal with the fact that in a sense, I had waited, 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 waited. And now I can't even have sex. Now I'm eating for a totally different reason. And it's not voluntary. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's another thing that people aren't thinking about is that, especially if you're in your thirties or forties and you're abstinent, you could be giving up your best sexual life in terms of Mm -hmm. by the time you meet somebody who knows what, you know, your body will be going through menopause, you know, perimenopause, whatever, who knows what his body will be going through. People don't think about that. You know, Mm -hmm. Having been on the receiving end of nine years of dealing with erectile dysfunction, it is not a pretty picture. And yeah, don't, think that, don't think that there's a little blue pill that's gonna solve everything. It doesn't work for everybody. And it's extremely expensive. You know, So speaking as a person who had to, in a sense, fund a lot of that uh, trial and error with all kinds of medications and different things, Oh, that's a lot of money. And it doesn't always work. Yeah. So, you know, it's there's two sides to every coin and and when people go into something, my my goal as a person who's on social media as a person who talks about issues is for you to say, "Hey, look at the whole picture." Look at the whole picture and make the best decision for you, you know? Right. Right. Not not having some pie in the sky, everything is going to be perfect because I do this mentality because it may be perfect, it may be wonderful, and it may backfire, you know? So just just have all the facts and really think about, you know, what you're doing and what, what you're, in a sense, I guess, advising other people to do.
1: Yeah, I believe, yeah, I think also, um, you know, people go ahead and people tend to say that sex is Overrated, <laughs> and that couldn't be furthest from the truth, mm. you know. Um, I think I pulled this question to you before, so I'm gonna pull just so that the whole world to hear it percentage wise. Uh huh. How important of a factor do you think sex plays in a relationship?
0: I can only speak for myself. Okay. I would say that sexual compatibility is okay. I always say this. It takes chemistry, compatibility, and great communication for me to even want to have a relationship with somebody. Mm-hmm. And once I get to the point where I want to commit to that person, then I'm going to have sex with that person. And if we're not sexually compatible, there is no relationship. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's make or break. If we have, let's say we're firing on all c- cylinders, we have great chemistry, we have great communication, but we don't have compatibility sexually, I will walk away. Ooh. Mm. Some people would say that's crazy, that's whatever, but (laughs) I have already been through nine years of dealing Mm. with sexual compatibility with me being the one who was fighting for the let's try this, let's try this, because my my husband at the time was, you know what, I've given up on that part of my life. If you want to do this battle, whatever you find, I'll try but I'm not even putting my energy into this because Mm. I found out after he had ed that his sex drive was not what I thought it was his sex drive. He was matching my sex drive when everything was firing, when he was able to, you know, perform, but once he was unable to perform, his real sex drive came out and his real sex drive was, I can go without, I don't really need it. Wow. So at that point it was like, Ooh, I didn't know this Mm -hmm. and I'm the one dealing with, am I attractive? Does he want me? Am I still, you know, am I still womanly? Am I still feminine? All this insecurity because I'm, I'm tying my femininity to our innocence, our sexual interaction. Mm -hmm. And if, if there, what people don't understand, I think a lot of people that, bond that sex creates in a relationship. It ties to a lot of things. It ties to feeling close to that person. It ties mm-hmm. to being able to make up and get past disagreements. You know, it ties to when you go out on a date and at the end of the date, you want that, you know, that, that close time together. It's, mm-hmm. so many things. it's not just sex. It's not just the act. It's all of the things that go along with the act. The whole kissing, mm-hmm. the cuddling, the sexual tension when you see each other across the room, all of that. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm going to give up all of that, because I know that this sex, you know, it, it's a, I was in a relationship and I love this guy. I mean, he was my muse. He was one of the most gorgeous things walk, walking on the planet,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but we were completely and totally sexually incompatible, And there was. Mm-hmm. One of the worst things in the world is having the perfect day. You've been everywhere you want to go. You've done everything you want to do. And then you're looking at him and all you want to do is make love to him. And, you know, it's going to be the worst thing ever. (laughs) It's like you can't even enjoy all the moments that have happened before because you already know this is just gonna be the worst thing ever and no matter how much you try to teach them how much you try to coach and it just there's not it's not happening Wow. You know? and that to me having been in the this person doesn't have the drive that matches mine and this person is sexually unable to satisfy me because they have no skills having been in those two situations with two men I desperately loved no I'll walk away I will walk away
1: Wow. So let's make a break. So let's make a break with you. Okay. So, and I can understand that. I understand that 100%.
0: I I can't do it because it's too painful. I would rather be single and be completely unsatisfied than be in a relationship where I know that I have no hope of being satisfied and I have to be faithful that's just no i can't do it mm. i won't put myself in that situation because i'm not, mm.
1: I'm that's not
0: gonna tough. cheat so why would i even put myself in that situation
1: that's tough that's a great that's a really really great point great point um and i definitely respect your honesty for real like i admire your honesty a lot of women don't a lot of women don't put that type of emphasis in it. A lot of them will be like, oh, it's not that important. They try to sweep it under the rug, like it's not really that important to them. Mm. And I know for a fact it has to be. I've seen really good relationships break up because the sex was horrible. Mm. But I've seen some toxic relationship last for an exponential amount of time because the guy was blowing her back out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you two different extremes, you know, but it's the same, you know, the core is the same. Yeah. One is, you know, one is good, one is bad or whatever. And, and, and you hear it all the time. It's like, Oh, you know, I mean, I've seen situations where their man is cheating on them and, and, and everything. And because he puts it down in the bedroom, she'll stick it out and they'll be like, Oh, but I love him. No, it's more than that. Yeah. It's way, it's way more than that because there's no way in the world you can love that person more than your self-respect. Mm. No way, it's impossible. Yeah. And if that is the case, then you need to have yourself psychologically analyzed. You need to be checked. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, when you do have that type of situation where a woman feels to herself that she needs to be absent or whatever, she's been through some stuff. She's been she she's been through a lot of stuff. I'm gonna just say it that way. Because a man is not gonna think that way. Well, nine out know, of ten men, nine out of ten men are gonna be like, what? Like me give up what? No, nah, I ain't gonna do that. You know, I might I might, have I might men, not right? huh? I have
0: met a few men. Um, I have met a few men and you know, one of the people always ask, you know, why why would you bring up sex within the first couple of conversations? Well, I need to know. I don't, the first couple of conversations, no, but probably by conversation three, if I'm really feeling him, I'm going to try to ask about certain things. Um, And, you know, you know, what are your views on sex in dating, you know, in a relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, I have during that conversation ran across a couple of guys that said, I'm saving it for marriage. And I said, Oh, well, I'm not. So, you know, we can we can be friends, but there's no <laughs> point in us dating. I like having conversations with you. I'm not going to date you. I'm not going to date you because I don't want to get attached and I don't want to send any mixed signals and I don't want to waste your time. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking for a person. Okay. I'm not looking for a platonic situation. And if we're not going to head toward physical intimacy at some point, and you want me to commit to marrying you before we do that? No, I'm not even going to commit to being your girlfriend or your lady, uh, you know, but uh, so I, I a couple of guys that, and they were actually, I won't say they were offended, but they were shocked. And, um, you know, well,
1: we that's, be- well that's because most women nowadays is either, I mean, and, and I can't say all, but most, i say seven out of 10, this marriage a bust. Hmm. marriage is marriage or bust Mm. and they'll tell you quick until you know i mean you know most of them will you know they're not going to wait until they're married you know that's just in this day and age i don't think it it, is it makes any sense Mm. um with everything that's going on it just doesn't make any you know make any back in the day it did because and, and and I know I'm probably going to set feminism back a million years, but it is what it is. A lot of women back then were very docile. They were very meek. They were very timid. So marriage to them was very, very important. Mm. Despite the dynamic of their marriage, despite the dynamics of their relationship, they were willing to put up with a lot more things, you know, back in the day than they are right now. Right now, a woman will leave you if you leave the toilet seat down that's <laughs> the amount of times. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I might be exaggerating, but you get the gist of what I'm saying. Right, right. Um, you know, a lot of women nowadays are more so like, you know, we're not going to give you wifely uh, wifely duties with a girlfriend status. Mm. And it's like, I don't get that part. Because yeah. if a, a, a man... And if any fellas is watching, if you're wrong, please chat it up. Let me know I'm wrong. You feel me? Let me know I'm wrong about this. But the majority of the men that ask a woman to marry him is already a wife in his mind.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that because, you know, we had this conversation. All right. Mm -hmm. And um, The conversation was what makes me commit. All right. And I told you, I have to feel that he's a, protector, a provider. And I'm not talking about paying my bills. I mean, but he's going to provide that security for me, like the support that you were talking about, you know, like when you're encouraging and when you bring out the best in that person. So if I'm not seeing him as a protector, as someone who's going to be my, in a sense, my, my support when I need it, because I'm strong, but there are times when I, 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 need that man in my ear telling me, baby, don't, what you doing? Stop. You, you get, you're worried about the wrong thing. Just stop. Come here, Mm -hmm. come here, you know what I'm saying? I need that face in the voice. I need that shoulder to cry on. I need that, I need that, let me breathe, that waiting to exhale moment. You know Let me breathe. You take the load for a minute so I can just rest. If I can't feel that in him, I'm not committing. And then there's one thing. If when I'm all wound up, if he can't take me in his arms and make me forget everything to where I don't remember what I was upset about at that moment, at Mm -hmm. that moment has Mm -hmm. appeared, No, Mm -hmm. and then we're not. I I, I don't. I'm not going to commit. I'm not going to commit because that is for me. I can only speak for me. That is what is going to make me say, "This is the man that I can leave, forsake Mm -hmm. all others, not worry about what else is going on in the world, because he gives me what I need."
1: Mm -hmm. And And and, that's and that's
0: the man that I would marry. That's the man that I would marry. So. The wifely duties, I understand. I mean, I may not buy a house with you if you're my boyfriend. I may not open a bank account with you if you're my boyfriend. You know, there's certain things I might not do. But as far as sex is concerned, to me, that's not a wifely duty. To some women, it is. All right, to me, sex is cementing the relationship and deciding if you're compatible. And And if we're not compatible sexually for me, then there's no, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to let myself fall in love with you. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm. So talk that's, that talk. <laughs> talk that talk. Yeah.
0: So, you know, another thing that... Um, there's a couple more things that I wanted to bring up before we get off of here. Okay. You feel that there's such a thing as good men, good women, you know, oh, this whole, yeah. or do you feel another... A different side of that coin. Do you feel like women go for the bad boys and the good men get left in the dust?
1: Nah, it just depends on it is again that's based on perspective and perception. What's good, you know? I've seen <laughs> I've seen I've seen some very comical situations. Um I don't know if that still applies anymore in this day and age. I don't think that applies anymore. Um, Good guys get stuff just as much as bad boys do. You know, Um, there's there's a demographic for both.
0: Mm.
1: You know, Um, I think now, and like I said, with social media and. You know the way that we're meeting people nowadays, um, the good guy or the bad guy, uh, really doesn't matter at this point. I think the woman, the woman is going to like what who the woman is going to like. Um, the only positive that I will say that can come from this is the fact that there's no physical pressure. Mm. The pressure's not there anymore. Like back in the, you know, like, you know, if if a woman was attracted to a man or whatever, you know, her urge would be okay. Them panties are going to fall, you know, and then she might feel a way about it or whatever because, you know, they might feel, oh, I gave it up too quick or, you know, um, you know, he might not respect me or whatever, or from the guy perspective is like, you know, she, you know, whatever he's going to think about it, you know um but the good guy bad guy i don't i don't think that really nah not with social media not anymore
0: well every time i see that post i say uh, i don't really believe in good guys and bad guys Um, in terms of you have to decide what's good for you you have to decide what's right for you because a lot of people say a good man is someone who's you know responsible and has a job and has stability that is not enough for me to decide I want to be in a relationship with someone. Um, we have to have compatibility. So whoever I'm compatible with, whoever I have chemistry with, whoever I have great communication with, yes, I'm looking for him to have character and and to be trustworthy and things like that. But if um, just because a man has a job and a house and a car and has a, achieved certain status in life, that doesn't mean that I have. Anything in common with him, or that he's attractive to me at all, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think sometimes there are men who um, feel in a sense entitled, and women too, because they have achieved certain things that everybody's supposed to be falling at their feet. And no, for me, um, that's not what's going to attract me to you. What's going to attract me to you is is more of our personal interaction
1: you mm-hmm. know
0: i don't have to live with your resume i have to live with you
1: mm-hmm. put that on a t-shirt <laughs> speak louder in the back so the people can hear you you oh my goodness Yeah,
0: i mean and so your resume is is nice i'm glad that you achieved all that i definitely will support you in adding to it but that is not what's gonna make me want to be your woman you know
1: yeah. um and if and- i may interject The good guy, bad guy thing, you know what's so funny? They automatically assume the the good guy that doesn't have the ability to lay it down. They feel to oh, he's a good guy. He's boring. You know, like, you know, like he can't spread it apart and put in work. And that's the thing that I really couldn't understand because I'm like, a man is a man regardless to what. He could be a bad boy and be terrible in bed. You know, and he's boring. He's 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 you know, he can't, you know, there's no excitement when it comes to that, you know, when it comes to you know, sexual cause that's all it is. That's all it is, it's just the sex part. If he's a good man and he's responsible, he's financially and fiscally responsible, he handles his business or whatever. Every woman wants that. Yeah. Every woman wants to feel that she's stable. Every woman wants to know, you know, when she when she walks in, her bills are paid, there's food on the table you know, car notes, bills, everything taken care of financially, she doesn't have to worry about anything. So when right. you hear about the good guy, bad guy thing, it's only one thing. It's the sex part. Will well, he be able to put it down in the bedroom, pull that hair, arch that back and do what he do, you know? Yeah. And that's the bad part about it. The bad part about it is that if he's, you know, you got bad guys that can't do that Oh, consider Bad guys that can't do that
0: right right quotation marks around bad guys mm-hmm. it's, it's about it's okay this is the word for me swag right it's it's that confidence is that it's that swagger right it's that it's that you know okay I heard this said one time and alpha walks into the room and everybody knows it he doesn't have to say anything right meaning an alpha male okay. So to me um most women that I've known all right we have this instinctive draw to men that radiate a certain level of masculinity and a certain level of confidence and what I what I what a lot of people call swagger swag right mm-hmm. that that it just is it is what it is and if you are kind of melting to the woodwork, wallflowerish, um, it may take women a little bit to notice you're even there because you're not what draws our eye automatically, until you say something or do something that draws our eye. You know, you show up in a really fly suit, or you wear this really nice cologne, or something that draws us. You know, but in general, you're not catching our eye right off the bat because you're just not walking in with that aura, that aura that says, mm. Mm. you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. you know, it's like, it is what it is. So I don't apologize as a woman for being attracted to masculine men who have some confidence. And, and you know, I think Jill Scott says something like, you know, I'm a Philly girl and a man has to know how to handle me. He has to have that bass in his voice. He has to, cause I'm strong, you know? And if he doesn't have that, I could walk all over him. But when he looks at me and he's got that, you know, that really, you know, like girl, you know, Hey, you doing too much. And he doesn't even have to say anything, but just the whole vibe he puts that vibe out and okay let me back off let me calm down let me so i think that and i know i've heard okay let me say it this way i've heard the men hate this statement he's got to be able to handle me you know uh, and I heard one man on Facebook poster, I saw it say, "What are you, a horse?" You know, and I used to say that. I used to say that all the time, and I stopped because men had such a negative reaction to it. But even though I don't say it, it's still there, you know. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm a woman, right, and I, I, I have this need to feel like here's this man who by his presence or by his aura or by his, whatever you want to call it, masculinity, if I, uh, you know, he's just going to, he's just going to, there's going to be these boundaries and there's going to be these barriers, these, you know, these things that, you know, if I start to get a little too close to whatever he feels I shouldn't do, he's going to, React in a certain way, you know. So I, I, I don't know if I'm making sense right now, but
1: I mean, so Sky, let me go ahead and Sky, get,
0: bring that out.
1: Okay, let me, let me go ahead and speak about this alpha male stuff real okay. quick.
0: Which a lot of people um,
1: say, yeah, yeah. That's that's that's, in my opinion, that's BS. It's BS. Um, end of the day, it's about confidence. Okay, that's all it is. It's nothing but confidence. Right. You know, um, like someone, a couple of women have called me a beta, a beta guy.
0: Mm. Couple,
1: you know, and I'm like, okay, cool. That's how you feel. That's fine. But never, ever have in my life (laughs) as an alpha male walked in my presence And I felt the way. I've never in my life ever felt any way. Like, not at all. Not at all. Um, I might not be as combative. I might not be as intrusive. I might not be... uh, How can I explain it? Uh, I don't know. Women have this totally different concept of what an alpha male is and all it boils down to is in my opinion again I'm based on my opinion an alpha male to you could be totally different to an alpha male to another woman yeah his ability his ability to handle you is totally different from the way another man will handle
0: you yeah i agree you with you you know
1: what i mean and that's based on communication and that's based on just knowing the woman that you're with. Yeah. If I know for a fact, like if we're together and I think you're doing too much, how is it alpha telling you, babe, calm down. What are you doing? Relax. That's alpha.
0: Now. I, okay. Um, I probably when they said you were a beta because you have the ability to fall back. Right? You have the ability to fall back. You don't need the spotlight. You don't need, um, you, some innocent alphas have to be front and center. Everybody has to know I'm the leader of the pack, kind of thing. But see, to me, a real leader doesn't have to say anything and doesn't need the spotlight, right? They, people follow them instinctually because they trust them, you know, and, To me, that's who you are, right? You know, you generate trust by the way you behave, the things you say, your character. You know, that's leadership. Mm -hmm. So I could see how a woman who is expecting something more overt might say that's uh, beta because you're not always overt. You're not, you're more, um, like, you're the kind of person to be like, you know what? You didn't believe what I said. I'm not going to tell you again. Uh, just watch. You know, you don't have to prove yourself. And they're used to maybe a guy who'd be beating his fist on the, you know, table, blah, 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 you know, with all that bravado. Nah, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. You know, so yeah. that's probably what they meant, you know? Yeah,
1: I'll put, yeah, I'll put it from a female perspective. It's mm-hmm. based on, again, everything is based on perspective. Mm -hmm. is based on their perception of what they consider an alpha male to be you know what i mean and it doesn't necessarily it it doesn't take an alpha male to handle his woman Mm -hmm. that's his woman he knows his woman straight like he knows his woman yeah period so you don't have to be some guy like you know walking around all machismo or whatever to handle something that's already yours I That's love yours. it. I love it. You know what I mean. That's yours, yeah. and 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 whatever's mine, I take care of. It's not about handling anything. I take care of it. I preserve it, and I make sure that it's in good hands. And I make sure that whatever goes on in life, whatever goes on in her life, whatever she doesn't have to face it alone. That's alpha. You know, you probably get like a thousand
0: inboxes after. <laughs> <Rocket>.
1: <laughs> yeah that's alpha so all that other stuff that you hear man that's nonsense that's all that's a, that, that's that's a bunch of bs man we alphas and betas are a man is a man got a it. man is a man and he's going to treat you accordingly
0: okay i got one last question for you what do you think about the friend zone right now i'm gonna i'm gonna phrase it this way so this guy posted in you know on his page what is it with women who want to have relationships? Why can't we just start off
1: as friends?
0: And I said, my response, my response was.
1: Come on, a man said that?
0: Yeah, a man said this. Yeah, wow. yeah a man said this, wow. Southern man. You know, we've had this discussion about how it seems like Southern men and Northern men have two different perspectives.
1: I um, never like, in my life, but okay, go ahead, I'm listening. My,
0: my response was, I don't want to ever start off as a friend with a man in terms of if I'm attracted to you, I'm attracted to you from jump. I'm not seeing you as a friend and Mm -hmm. my qualifications for friendship are different from my qualifications to be my man. Right. I'm looking for chemistry compatibility, right. And great communication with my man. I may be just looking for great communication with a friend. I don't need the chemistry. I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily, need a high level of compatibility because we might only be compatible in one area as a friend so it's two totally different scenarios now you mm-hmm. need to develop some of the same You like I need to trust you we need to have you know there's certain things that ha- I have in common with my friends but I'm not trying to be your friend I'm trying to date you and then see how much compatibility we have and go from there to us being exclusive Right, but okay. no, I believe in starting off as friends. I would never say let's start off as friends. No, uh.
1: Uh-uh. No, <laughs> I never me. heard no man. Not me. I ain't never heard no man say that in my life. But what I'll say is this: friendship is very important because at the end of the day, there's going to be a time. Well, I mean, and I'm I'm going to keep this as PG as possible. You know, the coochie's not going to be wet as much. The penis is not going to be hard as much. And all you really have is each other. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be any, you know, no, nothing really physical, nothing out there. And you have to deal with that person, person to person. You know what I mean? So friendship is very important. I have to like you. Oh, yeah. It's very important. I have to like you. like you have. To, I'd really have to like you in order for me to even proceed in a relationship. Yeah, but that comes with time. Yeah, getting to know you, getting to you know, spending time with you or whatever. Um, but m- most men, I can't say all now because you're telling me southern men, but most men, that's not their first know. That's not their first thought. Uh-huh. it's not their first thought. Now, a lot of the times when we approach it that way, there are some women that'll be like, oh, oh you know, all you want is sex. So the first thing you think about is the sex. Yes, we do. We're not going to lie about it. But what I, what bothers me is that if a woman Who's dealing with a man didn't find her sexually attractive? That would be a problem. Mm. That would be a problem. So, how are you going to fault me for something that I'm supposed to do? Yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to sexualize you or whatever, and every other word to come out of my mouth is ooh, wee, you know, something crazy. No, none of that. But that initial thought that, that, yeah, I want to see this and yeah, I want to taste that and yeah, I want to feel this. And yeah, that's what we do. Will it stay that way? No, it's not. It'll definitely change the more we get to know the person. But the most that, but will that feeling still be there? Absolutely. But now we're getting to know you as a person. Now we're getting to know the woman that we could possibly spend the rest of our lives with. That trust, that camaraderie, that friendship is very important. Yeah. It's very, very important. Because like you say, you have to like the person that you're with. But for me to be like, oh, yeah, we're just going to, I'm just going to walk in and I'm just going to, you know, just be your, your, your you know, your pal and your buddy. No, I'm sorry. No, that's not, no, that's not what it is. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of women be like, oh, that's, you know, that's not the way it's supposed to be, but that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, if I put you in the friend zone, you're going to stay there. You're not moving out. Because if I put you in the friend zone, it's because I don't see you as a relationship candidate. Mm-hmm. I do see you as a friend candidate. I value our interaction and I want to keep you close, but I want to keep you close platonically.
1: Would he be so he's not even considered FWB at that point if he's in the friend zone?
0: I think that there's a gray zone because to me, uh, to be a FWB, there has to, it, for me, it had to start off with an attraction. And then we're like, oh, this is not, we are not on the same page. This is not going to go anywhere. But there is an option. There's a third option. Because mm-hmm. um, if it was completely platonic and I was not attracted to you at all, no, I wouldn't want you to be um, my lover. No, I mean... Mm-hmm. Mm -mm. you know that's that's just me
1: yeah i never heard no man ever walking into approaching a woman wanting to be friends initially no that's i've never seen that i mean i could be wrong i could be i've never done it i've never approached a woman with the sole intention of let's be friends no i haven't and I might consider it to be a Neanderthal, a caveman, a dog, whatever the case you want to call me, but it is what it is at that, at that point, no, my intention is to get you. If I approach you, I'm coming to get you.
0: yeah, and I love that you know I,
1: you know what I'm saying so it I, is what it is like that, that, that's 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 me
0: Some women have said on Facebook and Instagram that it seems like men are not pursuing they don't have that mentality anymore, like I'm coming to get you. They don't have that mentality anymore. They're waiting for the women to approach them. They're waiting for whatever they're waiting for. I don't know.
1: You know. That's the leveling, that's the leveling of the playing field now. Mm. That's social media. My social media has women, have have men just on that pedestal as women. Mm. You know what I mean? Because there are so many women on Facebook. There are so many women on these dating apps. There are so many women on these on, on these singles groups that are looking for for, for men. They're looking for men. So now you have a like I said, you have a good looking guy who makes a you know really good money, beautiful home, and a nice car. now nah, he's a commodity at this point
0: mm.
1: he's a commodity at this point now he's not now he doesn't necessarily have to dig into the bag and see whatever he gets. now he can sit back and just wait for everything else to come in. gotcha, gotcha. you know what I mean, so yeah. like I said it's all based on. Perspective, everything is based on perspective, sweetie.
0: Gotcha. Well, I think we went through all my questions, all the things that I wrote down. Is there anything else you want to say before we end this little broadcast?
1: Oh man, I just want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day. You know, if you're single and you're out there and you haven't found anybody, just trust, man. It's going to happen. Whatever you put out there in the universe, it will definitely find you. So, for those that are in relationships, God bless. For those that are looking for relationships, just keep looking, just keep persevering, and I'm sure you will find something. But for the most part, just happy Valentine's Day and have a great week coming up.
0: All right. And everybody out here in Houston and surrounding areas, everybody who's dealing with the cold, stay warm. Stay. Oh,
1: man. I'm in New York, so, you know, that's a given for us.
0: Yeah. And I'm in Houston where we're uh, supposed to be hitting 17 soon. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but uh, good luck with that
0: <laughs> I know so ladies you know we I had this great conversation with this guy that I'd slid into his DM and he responded and we still talk shoot all the time as you can see um, so maybe you should slide into that little dude's DM and see what happens you know especially if he's not all the way across the nation you know
1: You know what I mean? And for the fellas and for the fellas, just keep it respectful, man. That's all. Just keep Mm. it respectful. Keep it light. Keep it respectful.
0: Yes. Well, thank you guys for joining us on this Valentine's Day. And may you walk in Zenergy. Good night.
1: Good night. My name is Shea.
0: And I have a weekly podcast called Zenergy, which is fuel for the mind, body, and soul. And this is the Zenergize Your Life Goal Setting Package, Volume 1. It comes with the workbook, a journal, stickers, a bookmark, tabs, and a QR code where you can find my podcast. And inside this workbook, you're going to have 16 different principles. The first one I'm going to show you, mine, is abundance. You have a place to put pictures that inspire you of role models, also pictures of goals that you want to create, goals, journal prompts, meditations, affirmations, all kinds of things to help you focus on this principle to better your life. And like I said, there are 16 principles. So this is a $15 package that comes with all of these things I've shown you, $21 with shipping and handling, and you can get it at laughsandlyrics.com. So zenergize your life with me. Thank you.